Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Another 30 minutes of encouraging word from God, word from God's holy Bible coming together in the Express Church experience, giving us time on a, uh, for me on a Sunday morning, just spend a little time reflecting on the things that are happening in my life, things that are happening around the world. Uh, let's keep, we lift up the people of Afghanistan, one of my close friends, uh, that I've known for almost, for probably 30 years, maybe almost 30 years, somewhere around there. I remember he had to flee out of Afghanistan. It was one of the the early friendships that I had with somebody who was not an American uh, citizen at the time. He went on and I was so blessed to be able to be at his citizenship ceremony. Uh, but he still has people that are that he knows of and his land of Afghanistan is in trouble. So let's just lift up the people of Afghanistan. I've been was preparing this message for today. Uh, again, we come out of Blue Exit Audio. Jeff opening up his studio. Let us come together to give a word of encouragement. And this week, uh, there's some just so many different things that are going on. My writing mentor, Pastor Eddie, uh, we're still grieving on the for his family and the loss of their son. It doesn't matter how old you are. He, I believe, he's in his. 80s, his son was in his 50s, somewhere in that range. And it doesn't matter at what point when you have to, when you get lost, especially loss of a child, how it hits you uh, very diff- deeply. And then another gentleman by the, that everybody called in his family called Uncle Junior. Uncle Junior passed away yesterday from COVID. For those that uh, don't believe that COVID is either real or don't believe that COVID can affect them. Uncle Junior was in that camp and he wound up perishing by COVID-19. And, and Uncle Junior was what I call that dude. So there's a whole lot of people who are good. And then there's that dude who's who's just above everybody. And everybody just looks and says, why is he able to do what he's what he's able to do? Came from a, from a migrant field uh, in Minnesota to go on to be a CFO of a corporation a uh, multi-million dollar house and, and, and estate and just a genius uh, with respect to numbers and finance. Passed away, his family's grieving, so, and we, we just know so many people who are struggling. But in the midst of that, it reminded me, it reminded me of the fact that we as Christians, and Pastor Eddie, he, made, he gave a great statement, uh, he said, God, People believe that say that God doesn't give you more than you can bear. Pastor Eddie said, God does give you more than you can bear. There are situations that you have in your life that are unbearable. There are situations that happen in your life that knock you down. I was on the phone yesterday with people crying when Uncle Ju- at Uncle Junior passing away. There's uh, people in high uh, places we around the world that were praying for Pastor Eddie's son to 
be, to re, be recovered and to he, be healed. And he got his ultimate healing by going to heaven. It wasn't what we were praying that we wanted, but we knew that God was in control. And we said, God, whatever your will be done. See, that's when I am remembering those things. Pastor Eddie saying he got more than he can bear at the loss of his son. But he said, what is happening to me is not more than what my God can bear. I want to have somebody who might be struggling. Let's say it again. There might be in your life right now. And if it's not right now, it's, go it's likely going to happen in the future where things are going to happen that are going to be more than you can bear. But at that, that time and at that place, you have to remember that what, what is too much for you to bear is not too much for your God to bear. Jesus said, bring your burdens, put your burdens upon me because my yoke is easy and my burdens light. See, no matter what it is, we could all take all our burdens and give them up to the Lord. It's an opportunity for us to give trust to the Lord. And I'm hoping that during this situation and that's going on around the world as we pray, it's not too much for the Lord to bring peace to Afghanistan. It's not too much for the Lord to bring peace and comfort to the people who have, who have had recent loss. It's not too much for our Lord to bear. And, and it allows us during these times to learn to trust on the Lord to learn to, be, to say, God, I don't know why these things are going. I was talking to somebody and they were talking about why, why things are going on. And I said, we don't know what's going on now. I said, but that day when we walk through the, the gates of heaven and we say, oh, that's why that happened. See, we need to have that as our hope. We don't know, understand it now, but there's going to be a time when we go through the gates of heaven where we say, oh, and everything in God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We understand why things happen on earth because of what is going on in heaven. And when we walk through the gates of heaven, we're going to realize because I was talking to I'm just I told Jeff I was going to talk about some things today. I was talking to a pastor and he was talking about saying, man, when I get to heaven, I want to ask him why. And the pastor looked at me and this was I was it was my men, one of my other mentors. He was my preaching mentor. And I said, I want to ask what he said. When you come in, go into heaven. You're just going to be so glad that you made it so glad that he invited you so glad that he took you so glad that the doors are open so glad that you don't have to have any pain anymore so glad you don't have to have any suffering anymore so glad you don't have to have any worry anymore you're going to be so glad that you can actually see face to face the lord and all the greatness and glory that exists in him and you're there face to face with him that everything that happened on earth doesn't matter and I'm hoping that we get to that situation now where we look at it and we say there is a whole lot going on in our lives, but there is nothing that matters, as the Apostle Paul said, to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, the surpassing greatness than putting our trust in the Lord. No matter how difficult our situation is right now, we want to be in a position where we say we put our trust solely in the hands of God. We put our burdens solely in the hands of God and we just rejoice in what God has in store for us. 
even in the midst of what's going on, the troubles, the struggles vary indeed. Uh, hostility in family, grieving and loss. We just put our trust in the Lord and we rejoice even during the times of trouble, knowing that all things are in God's hand and are working for his good for, and for us who put our trust in him. And it is at these times, and when I was going through the uh, readings this week in the Revised Common Lectionary, and I, this, this verse just jumped out and it reminded me why I uh, have to live the way I live for Jesus Christ, why I have to be an example of the kingdom of heaven on earth, and why I have to look at God the way I do is because of what was written by Moses spoken to the people while they were in the wilderness, words that God uh, put in Moses' mind and put on Moses' heart. In Deuteronomy 4, chapter 4, verse 7, it's written, it says, what other nation is so great as to have their God near them the way our God is near to us whenever we pray? What other nation is so great to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us when we pray to him? And Deuteronomy 4, chapter 4, verse 7 is reminding us of a few things that I'm going to break this one verse down. It, also, it starts with what other nation? And so it's a, it, you can immediately start thinking, oh, the United States of, the Mer of America, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. What other nation other than the United States of America has their gods uh, looking at them the way our God looks at us? But I, when I was looking at Deuteronomy 4, uh, ver chapter 4, verse 7, I broke it down even, even closer. I had to go to... Uh, to the, the letters from St. Peter, when Peter said, we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a people who were once in darkness and brought to the wonderful life. Anybody who was, was once in darkness and brought to the wonderful light to be able to know the surpassing greatness of Christ Jesus are in a situation where they are unto themselves a holy nation and therefore what other family what other person, what other married couple, what other father-son relationship is so great to have their God near them the way our God is near our nation? And I'm hoping that every family who's listening to this, and if, if you're just by yourself, send this out to your family and say, hey, we are a nation unto ourselves, a nation that God has put down for a specific purpose as our family to be able to show his light to those that can't see it and to be an example and, and have, I said, I want people to be envious. It's not, it, it, and, and when I say envious, I'm not envious to the point where they want to steal. I mean envious to the point where they are hoping for what I have. That, and what do I have, what I want to have is I want to have the Lord our God near to me when I pray, what does it mean to have the Lord your God near to you when you pray? It is an understanding that God is ready. It's an understanding that God is prepared 
to come to you in your time of need. It's a time, it's a, it's a understanding of how excellent our God is and how wonderful it is that with everything going on, things that I just spoke about here, just, just three examples through it all. Our God is so great. He can be near us when we pray. And when we pray, we, we, we should be praying with such confidence and boldness. See, too often we don't pray with confidence and with boldness. And we, and we need to pray not only with confidence and boldness, we need to, we need to pray with a, a heart of submission, with an understanding that says, God, what, not my will, but your will be good. Not, let me say it one more time. Not my will, but your will be done. And then in that, say, Lord, I want to be in a situation where people are looking at me and understanding this person is blessed. I don't understand why he has and why he is the way he is to give me an opportunity for people to be. And now I go back to that word envious of what I have in the name of Jesus so that they can. So I can talk to them and say, hey, I didn't just get this. I got this going on a road. And there was a road that I went down and that road wasn't easy. That road was full of a lot of heartache and filled with a lot of doubt and filled with a lot of pain and with a lot of struggle for me to get down that path. But the one thing that that path is has and that path is is a path of trust. And there's so many different times where I just uh, hear the Lord say, do you trust me? And it's uh, it's so easy to want to trust the things of the world. But that's is that is a trap that we can get into. See, and, and when we get into that trap, that trap is the trap where you where you focus yourself on what is going on in the natural world. And and we have to distinguish that from what is happening in the eternal world. What is happening in the spiritual world and the spiritual realm? See, we need to be focusing in and getting into the spiritual realm because it's when you go into the spiritual realm that you are able to understand the wisdom that comes from God. We you have to almost be like you go in and shut the door. I'm thinking about the story. It's called the story of the widow's oil and the widow's oil. The story it's, it's uh, in the Old Testament where the widow had was down to uh, nothing. She was about ready to have to give her children up in slavery. And in the in the in the midst of that. The prophet told her, go into your house and close the door. And I love how that sentence is. Go into your home and close the door, because when you go in your home and you close the door, a lot of things happen. Sometimes you have to actually in your home, go into a room and close the door. Because there are so many things that are there that to distract you. So many things there that can keep you from understanding and, and appreciating and hearing the word of God speaking to you in prayer. So the widow went in and he said, close your door behind you. The other thing you why you want to close the door behind you is what the, the word of God to me is saying is you have to leave everything behind you. 
When they say close the door behind you, close off whatever happened. Close that doubt that, that you had behind you. Too many people have the door open to their house and they allow the, the uh, things that should be left outside to come inside. So you, and sometimes it's okay, well that job, I don't know if that job was the right job for me, but it's the job that I have. No, the Lord's saying close the door behind you, leave it behind you because what I have for you is better. And then, then what the prophet said is he said, take some oil, fill the oil, and then ask all the neighbors for empty uh, jars and fill those. And as she was doing it, she wound up having so much money, she was able to pay off her debt, keep her children from being sold in slavery, had enough to support her family. And then, and, and what every book, theologians and, uh, talk about is she probably had built an empire of olive, the olive oil empire. The word of God doesn't say that, but that's the hope that we have in reading that, that story about the widow. So we go back to Deuteronomy 4, chapter, chapter 4, verse 7. What other nation is so great? And I'm going to say no other nation is so great as to have their God, unless their God is the God I worship. If it's the, the God that I worship, then they're a part of the holy nation, part of the royal family, part of the royal priesthood of the, of the family of God. And, that's, and if you are, oh, I'm going to take, take another sidestep from there. When we talk about being the family of God, we're not talking about going through the motions of being part of the family of God. One of the other readings in the revised common lectionary was the religious leaders who came to Jesus and they said, your disciples, they are eating without going through the ceremonial washing that all religious people do before they eat. And Jesus had to remind the religious leaders at the time, it's not what is outside of you that makes you unclean. It's what's inside that you that makes you unclean. And so when we talk about closing the door behind you, you have to leave all that was impure, all your impure thoughts. And, and then they got focused in. Too many people get focused in on, on, on a morality of thought. But my position is that one of the greatest sins that you can have is, is not trusting God. I'm going to say that again. One of the greatest sins you can have is not trusting God because you have to put your hope and you have to put your trust in something. And if you don't put your hope and you don't put your trust in God, that means that you're putting another God before him. And, and as you go through the Ten Commandments, God put that up first. There is no other God that can be before me. So if you're going to be say that you're part of our nation, the nation where the Lord, our God is near to us, whenever we pray, we have to get rid of the impure thoughts that are keeping us from putting God number one. I'm hoping that some of that that's rung true to somebody today because there is so easy to put grief in front of the Lord. Oh, Lord, if you would have loved me, you wouldn't have had this happen to me. We have we have God's holy word where people are, have actually made those statements. If only, Lord, you would have been here. Lazarus sister said, 
my brother wouldn't have been wouldn't be dead. And then Jesus looked at her and made sure that she understood that all you had to do is put your trust in him and the glory of God would be revealed. And in that case with Lazarus, the word of the Lord, the glory of God was revealed when Lazarus came walking out of the tomb. I'm hoping that as you read through the God's holy word, you understand that it is through God's word that gives us the strength and gives us the wisdom and gives us the examples of things that have happened to want you to follow that same path, that path of trust. So that when when the Lord, our God is near us whenever we pray and right now we are at a time in our families and a time in our nation and a time in the world where we need to put our trust in God. People are, are grieving because we don't understand why Pastor Eddie's son, a man who preached all around the whole world, a man that dedicated his entire life to uh, spreading the word of God and not just in some ivory tower, but on the streets uh, going into stories that I have from him going, not going on into the worst part of different cities, just preaching the word of God and people looking at him and ridiculing him. Why are you doing these things? Going to some of the poorest countries, trying to give hope and put hope in the, in the name of Jesus. And at the same time, bringing provisions to help sustain the people in, in, in high levels of, of poverty around the world. That's the person who my friend, Pastor Eddie is. And if there's somebody who should have been able to have and, and witness and experience and enjoy his family for all the days that the Lord gave him, it should have been Pastor Eddie. Another person who should have been in a situation where uh, those that were behind him should have been able to continue to look to him, should have been able to continue to get wisdom from him, get guidance from him, uh, even help with their finances from him was Uncle Junior. And why are both of those two people have the situation that they have? We don't none of us know. But what we do know is there is no other God that is near us when we pray other than our God. And who is our God? Psalms 15. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut it down and oh, I'm going to start talking, Jeff. I'm going to shut it down shortly, which means I'm probably going to go long. Psalms 15 says, who, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? See, this is how we should be going. We, when I was saying, who is our God and who is our nation? And we got to close the door behind us and get close to God and get our trust in him. We have to start with the understanding that nobody is able on their own to dwell in his sanctuary who may live on your holy hill. He, he is he who walks, whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart and has no slander in their tongue. I'm going to start giving the list. See where you are, who may walk with the Lord, that person who walks blameless, who had, who does what is righteous. Is that you yet who speaks the truth in your heart? Have you been left out yet? Have you been X'd out yet? Who has no slander on their tongue? Who does his neighbor no wrong? Cast no slur on his, in his uh, fellow country person. Who despises the vile man, but honors those who fear the Lord. 
who keeps his oath even when it hurts. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Keeps his oath even when it hurts. Who lends money without asking for high interest in return and does not accept a bribe to go against the innocent. He who does these things will not be shaken. That's Psalm 15. It's a very short verse. I'm hoping that you go back and pull it out and read it. And then and I like to, to put it up there and say, because we're going to go, we circle back to Deuteronomy 4, 7, which says, is there any God that's nearest when we pray? And then we go back as we're weaving the word of God to the widow who closed the door behind and left everything out and then walked through and changed her lifestyle and her change of lifestyle and her change of hope and her change of trust resulted in a great blessing from God. So we have to walk through that again. I'm going to go through it one more time and you can start checking off. Yeah, I, that's not me. Yeah, I'm, that's not me. Oops. I got to work on that. Who walk is blameless. That means that people look at you and they're like, man, this person is a righteous person. This person is an honest person, speaks the truth from his from their heart, doesn't slander and talk evil about anyone else. There is no reason to even even those who are doing evil. There's no reason to talk evil about them. I see religious people talking evil about somebody else. And, and God's uh, holy word, Psalm 15, says that you're not, you should not talk, have no slander, no evil thoughts, no, do, never do your neighbor wrong, never cast a slur against your fellow uh, countrymen or fellow uh, employ, uh, employer or co-worker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stretch this out a little bit more. And, but, so that's the first thing that, that you are, you walk blameless, you walk righteous, you speak the truth, you don't slander, you don't slur, you don't do your, your, your neighbors wrong. Then it says, you're a person who despises those that do evil, but you have your fear in the Lord. You keep your oath, even when it hurts. See, that's, that's that, oh, I was doing well, I'm gonna keep my oath, but then when it hurts, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't have a problem giving you this to you, but now I'm giving this to you and, and, and now I need it in your mind. You say I need it and I don't want to give as much as I as I was given. I might have to talk about ties just for a second. We make an oath that we're going to give a certain percentage and then things start getting financially tough. And you're like, I can't I can't keep my oath. Because now it's starting to hurt. I need to have my own. And instead of saying, Lord, I made an oath that I have to keep up and I want to walk blamelessly in front of you with righteousness and truth. And, and I need you to be near me when I pray. And what I'm praying about, Lord, is that I have what I can give over here so I can continue to give that over there that I can get something more over here. See, we need to have that faith and, and understanding what Deuteronomy says that no other nation can be like us when, I, when the, we come to the Lord in prayer. He who does these things will never be shaken. If you follow what Psalm 15 says, you'll never be shaken. When, when somebody close to you passes away, you'll never be shaken. We'll have that trust and hope in, in the Lord like uh, Pastor Eddie said, I have more on me than I can bear.
But I know that I can trust in the Lord and the Lord. There's nothing that the Lord can't handle. I responded to Pastor Eddie and said, not only do you may have more than you can bear, but the Lord is also looking for those who are willing to walk with you, who are willing to help carry your cross, to carry your burden. I said, I could, can't carry your burden of the loss of your son, but I just want to let you know that my hope and my love and my compassion and my caring for you can somehow pattern the burden that you're carrying. And I'm hoping that that allows you to take a, a couple extra more steps, understanding and then pass that burden off to the next person who wraps their self around you in compassion and love. That's what we need to start doing now when we find somebody who's struggling, find somebody who's hurting, find somebody who's in need. I don't have much, but I'm gonna give you just a little bit. I'm gonna carry your burden. If, if you just carry your burden one step or two steps, that's one or two steps that somebody else doesn't have to carry their own burden. And we don't know what's gonna happen at that point. We, as a nation, however big that nation is, should be the one who everybody's looking at. And, every, and, and we can say with boldness, what other nation is so great as to have their God near them the way the Lord our God is near us when we pray? And the answer to that question is no other nation has a God who's near them as our God is near us. And I'm hoping that as you go through this week, you say, I want to have my Lord, my God, that's close to me. And at that point, you look at, at Psalms 15 and one, Psalms 15, one through five, very short Psalm and get that checklist out and see how you fit. Because I know that no matter what happens, everybody's going to struggle with one or two of these. It's hard. This guy said, uh, love your neighbor. He's like, I, there, it's love your neighbor is fine to a certain point. But the Lord wants me to love everybody. And it's, that's where it starts getting difficult is to love everybody. And I was thinking to myself, it's not only difficult to love everybody. It's difficult to love everybody all the time. It's difficult to love the ones you have. You still want to love them, but some of, some of the relatives, uh, I don't know how I want to say this, on a Sunday morning, because I'm not supposed to put any, no slander of your tongue, and, and speak the, but they're supposed to speak the truth from your heart. There's family members right now refusing to speak to each other. Oh, you weren't there when he was sick. I took care of him. I was the only one. And now, now you're to blame for his dying. See, we need to have at a time like this, it's a time to come together. It's a time of rejoicing to say, hey, Uncle Junior no longer has to go through and worry about COVID-19. The rest of us have to worry about it still to some extent. We have to, I, I, and when I say we have to worry about it, it is a reality that could enter into our existence. Maybe not us personally, but another family member, another friend, our neighbor, coworker, somebody might get it. So that we, we, but Uncle Junior doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Pastor Eddie's son doesn't have to worry about that anymore. And, and we who have our Lord near us when we pray, 
We have it. We worry about it happening around us, but we understand that the trust in the Lord, that the Lord is going to protect us to be able to do his will. And I believe that his will for each one of us is to draw closer to him, closer to him in prayer, draw closer to him, closer to him in the way we act, come closer to him in how we treat everybody, come closer to him in, in the way people see us. And it is that time where people look at us and they say that person's God always seems to show up just when they need him. Why is it that that happens? And that is the time you have an opportunity to speak God's truth to that person, bringing them on that path of trust. Tell them to get off the, out of the ditch. So you get out of the ditch and come on the road of, of truth and you come on the road of righteousness, you come on the road of faith. And once you get on that road and once you stay on that road, no matter what obstacles, pain, struggles happen in front of you, you just stay on that path and say, Lord, I don't know what you're what was coming in front of me. But the one thing I know is that, oh, even though I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to feel 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 fear, no evil, because I know the Lord is walking with me. I know the Lord's rod and his staff is going to comfort me because the, the Lord's rod and the Lord's staff is going to take away the wolves that are trying to get at me, trying to take the coyotes that are, uh, that are trying to get after me. It's going to take and knock down the weeds in the, that are in front of me to keep my to, to allow my path to be comforted and my path to be smooth. That's what I have. And I want to be in a situation where people are looking at me and they're saying, I hope that someday I get to the point where I can be with Stephen Zachary saying, what other nation has a God so great to be near them the way our God is near us when we pray? That's my prayer for each one of us this Sunday. And I'm hoping that you have an opportunity to go to the Lord in prayer Closing the door, whatever door that is, it can be your, your physical door of your house, the physical door of your or your place where you pray. It could be the physical, the, the, the intellectual door that you need to close on the hurt and the pain and the, the uh, things that have happened last week or last year that are keeping you from being close to the Lord. And then we can go to the Lord in prayer come out rejoicing no matter what the circumstance is. So people want to know what it is that you have and you can, you can tell them what I have is I have faith in God and that faith in God is what guides me each and every day and gives me the prosperity that I know can only come through the name of the Lord. That's my prayer for those who are struggling. That's my prayer for those who, who are living righteous uh, by the, the word of God. My prayer is that everybody looks at, at Psalm 15, does an inventory of their life and decides that they want to have that righteous life that's listed in Psalm 15 and that we can go about in the name of Jesus, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a people brought out of darkness into the wonderful light who are the example of a Lord that's near them when they pray.
giving them peace, giving them grace, giving them love, giving them mercy, giving them prosperity, giving them hope that we can take on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook, and feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.